0: We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com bundle. USAA. Restrictions apply. All right, so check this out. My cat is teleporting around my room. Just now, my partner and I were watching our five-year-old tabby in our room He can be a rambunctious guy, he's always running off to go knock things over, or generally go insane around the house, so we keep him in our room with us when we aren't moving around the house. We have a pretty large space in our room, it's basically its own apartment, so he gets plenty of space to run up here where we can still keep an eye on him. Anyway, we were watching him just now as he crept towards the door to our room to try to escape. We called him in from the door multiple times, never taking our eye off of the door area. It's slightly around a corner, so we couldn't see exactly where he was standing, but we knew he was over there because we both watched him walk over there and there's nowhere else around that corner for him to stand, just the door. Now, normally, he comes right away when we call him because he knows he isn't supposed to be by the door. He'll scratch the door to pieces also, but there was no response. We stared at the door area, and he never walked out from that area, even though we both saw him walk over there. We both stood up to check, and he just wasn't there. We searched all of his spots in the room, especially his favorite underneath my partner's office chair, and he wasn't there either. Well, we checked everywhere twice, and when we go back to the office chair, there he is, exactly where he just wasn't. Now, I know cats are fast, but there's just no way. We both watched him walk to the door, and then he just wasn't by the door anymore. We both saw him not under the chair, only for him to be found right under that chair. We both kind of just shrugged it off because cats, you know? Cats are weird, cats are trippy, cats just be like that. But then, I'm sitting on our couch where I can see the chair that he was under, and I never saw him leave from that spot after I sat down and then my blanket moves, and he's now under my blanket with me. He even looked spooked. He gave me this questioning meow like, Mom, what happened? I'm stunned. My partner saw me lift the blanket up and find him, and we're both speechless. Kitty is sitting on my partner's lap now, acting as if nothing ever happened. And this all happened within two or three minutes as well. What do you all think about this? Is this a glitch in the matrix? Or do cats really just be like that? Kitty seems like he was not trying to teleport around today. Why is Instacart the holiday rescue app? Because you can get all your seasonal decor delivered instead of having to drive to 12 different stores. Candles and candy canes? Delivered. Reese and reindeer? Delivered. Lights from Lowe's? Delivered. And since I know you're going to ask, inflatable snowman? Delivered. So this season, stay in and get decked out. Download Instacart, the holiday rescue app, to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time, $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. You've been dreaming about the dress. Come find the one at David's Bridal. The most glamorous designer wedding gowns are now 15% off. Bridesmaid dresses that fit beautifully start around $99. Whether you need a veil, jewelry, shoes, or even lingerie and shapewear, It's all at David's Bridal. Take 20% off outfit making accessories for a limited time. Stop by your local David's Bridal store or shop davidsbridal.com today. Terms and conditions apply. A couple weeks ago, I was walking upstairs in my house and I looked out the window of the second floor in the foyer. There's a large tree in the front yard that covers half the view of the window but you can still see the sky above the tree from the window. There's a single super bright star that's visible and I always enjoy looking at it when I go upstairs for the night. On this night, I walked up the stairs and I looked out the window and I noticed that the tree completely covered the window so that no stars were visible. In fact, no part of the sky was visible at all and the only thing I could see was a massive tree I thought I must have missed something or maybe it was cloudy and I just wasn't seeing it correctly. So I walked back down the stairs again to see if I could see the star or the sky from a different stair step. The tree completely covered the view no matter where I stood. All I could see were the tree leaves from the top of the window to the bottom. I thought, hmm, that's weird. I guess my tree must have suddenly grown extra tall and wide and I just didn't notice. I walked up and down the stairs three or four more times just to be sure that I wasn't confused and that I wasn't somehow missing something. The tree was very tall and large, and no sky was visible at all, no matter which stair I was on. Still confused, I then went outside and looked at my tree in my front yard. I noticed that it was, in fact, extra tall and wide, and I thought it was odd that this was the first time I noticed how large and wide It was, but assumed that maybe I just misremembered how it was, or maybe it just literally grew overnight. I chalked it all up to me just being inattentive, and thought it was a bummer that I wouldn't be able to see the stars from my window anymore. I kind of forgot about it until the next night, when I was coming up the stairs, and happened to look out the window again just out of habit, I noticed that the tree was back to the size I thought it was supposed to be the day before, and it wasn't blocking the whole window anymore. I saw the same bright star that I had always seen out of my window for the last two years since I moved into that house. The leaves were no longer blocking the view, and I was so confused. I walked up and down my stairs several times to see if I could have been standing somewhere else and the tree would have blocked the view like it had the night before. But no matter where I stood, the tree never completely blocked the view of the sky from the window. I tried for about 10 minutes to find the spot on my stairs where the view that I had the night before could be replicated and I just couldn't do it. Perplexed, I went outside and I realized that my tree was no longer massively extra tall and wide like it was just the day before. It was back to the way that I'd originally thought it was. I spent so much time the first night trying to figure out why the tree blocked the sky view and then trying to rationalize the change. I got really freaked out the next night when it was the exact opposite. I have no real explanation for this, other than perhaps this was a glitch, if not in the Matrix, then maybe in my brain. I still find it very unsettling. Everyone deserves to enjoy a McGrib at least once in their lifetime. Because when you're this saucy and tangy and tasty... A life without one creates a serious case of FOMO. The McRib is back. Don't miss the classic you've been craving. Get a McRib, fillet of fish, or Big Mac, and get another for a dollar or a mix and match. Prices and participation may vary, valid for item of equal or lesser value cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba da ba ba ba. Hello, Saver. I live alone in a charming 1920s apartment, we could say that I'm minimalist. The apartment itself is so pretty that I don't feel the need to have decorations and stuff to fill it. Plus, I hate clutter and spending my money on stuff that I don't really need. I usually have the bare minimum, especially in my kitchen cabinets. Spoons, for example. I lived the past year or so since I've moved in owning only three spoons. It was fine, but considering that I drink three coffees a day on work from home days, a couple more spoons wouldn't really hurt. So, about a month ago, I went to my local thrift store and I bought a pack of six spoons. And yes, I did disinfect them. Life was good. Until recently, I've realized that even though I just bought new spoons, I'm constantly washing them. So I counted them and I had a total of five spoons. Uh, Excuse me? Never have I thrown them in the garbage or hit them somewhere and no one came into my house since I've bought them. I was a little weirded out, but I decided to take good care of these five spoons that I had left. And today I couldn't find any clean spoons again. I looked in my sink and there were now three dirty spoons. No clean ones. Somehow, I'm back to just three spoons, as if I never went to the store to buy that extra pack. It's so insignificant, but also so weird. This happened a few years back. My sister and I were going to some place via car. We were in the back seat, and my father was driving, and my mother was in the passenger seat. Going across a particular street, I noticed a shop and it caught my attention because it was a well-known brand that was in big cities, but not in ours. I showed that to my sister and I told my mom about it. Both my sister and I saw that distinct sign of the shop and it was particularly fascinating and so detailed that we couldn't have confused it. The shop name was called Stilettos with two stilettos in place of the double T's we were excited that the place has finally opened up in our city and we're sure to visit it next time we come to that area. Well, fast forward two weeks or so, my aunt came to visit us and she wanted to go shopping. We told her about the new shop that opened up and since she lived in the city that already had that shop, even she was excited when we told her about that particular shop that opened up in our city as well. After she came back, she was very lost and told us, Where was that damn shop? It's nowhere near the place that you mentioned, let alone in the vicinity of that entire place. We were shocked, but we let it go because we thought that she may have missed it or just didn't look in the right place. Things started becoming weird when I asked her, oh, you should have searched for it on Google Maps. And then I proceeded to check it, but there was no shop of that name in our city on Google or Maps. We were confused, but... Dismissed it, thinking that it may not have been updated yet. The following day, my sister and I decided to go to that area where we saw the shop, and lo and behold, there was no shop, not even a hint of it. We were stunned and didn't know what to say. Fast forward seven years. Now, that same shop has finally opened in our city, but it's in a mall. I don't know. Still weirds me out. Back in high school, my friend and I went to this mall in the middle of the city that I sometimes go to. We went up this mini escalator and ended up in an empty food court, which I thought was kind of strange since I didn't know there was another food court in this specific part of the mall. I also found it weird since there was no one there in the middle of the day, not even any workers were inside the open food shops. I didn't think much of it, and I wanted to explore but my friend got extremely uncomfortable, freaked out and then wanted to go back, so we did. He kept saying how creepy that whole experience was but I just assumed that he thought it was weird because it was empty. I didn't think much of it until years later when the story came up when I was talking to my girlfriend. She told me there was never another food court where we walked. The mall was renovated and the food court moved but it was never at the same place where I described. We went back to look at old pre-renovated pictures and then post-renovated pictures and I tried to look for old floor plans of the food court and it was like nothing what I saw or where it was supposed to be. I always thought it was just my mind playing tricks on me but I'm so sure of what I saw. During my time at uni, me and my ex-girlfriend, who was a close friend at the time, had a weird glitch-like experience that has always baffled us. We were in our second year of gathering hall room, which is also the cafeteria and waiting area for certain things. It's usually very busy and noisy. Furthermore, there was an announcement held in this area when we were there and during this time everyone was waiting for the announcement to happen. Me and my friend were so involved with our conversation that we both kind of blocked out all the external noise and stayed invested in our conversation. My friend was taking videos at the time and she left her phone on record without realizing. Fast forward a few minutes of our conversation and we notice everyone is completely silent and just looking at us and then the announcement starts. We were so embarrassed, but we didn't notice that everyone had gone so silent and it felt like we spoke for maybe 5 or 10 seconds. Regardless, it was an embarrassing moment. Fast forward a couple of hours, we go on with our day and we return to our student house. And Then my friend comes to me and tells me that she has come across the most uncanny thing and can't describe how she feels. She shows the video and I listen to it, really thinking nothing of it. The video starts when she mistakenly left it on record, and then it just has us invested in our own discussion, and there's a lot of background noise with people speaking in the hall, and this goes on for a few minutes, and I start to get really bored, to be honest. I continue watching, but I kinda start bitching because it's a black video. The camera was on the table, with just us talking in a noisy background with the occasional tapping of a finger on the table. I still watch completely unfazed and then my friend says, did you notice it? Now I'm still utterly confused and I ask her, what? She rewinds the video and tells me to listen at a certain point of the video and all of this segment is in the noisy hall. I watched this 10 second segment roughly three times and the moment I realized what she was directing me to pay attention to, my tone changed and I felt a chill. Everyone is quiet, she said. At this point in the video, everyone suddenly just goes radio silent, and it's almost as if we were being completely watched and listened to for the next two minutes of the video, and then suddenly everyone else's time unfreezes, it appears, and a friend on another table alerts us to be quiet, and the announcement begins in the video. In the video, since the silence began, My friend alerting us is the first sound other than us talking. We spoke to our friend and he told us that we were speaking for like a few seconds while everyone was quiet. But then when we showed him the video and aligned everything, he even felt confused, but disregarded it. I never knew how to take it, but the audio from the video is just so chilling. It's not some form of noise cancellation from her iPhone, which was an iPhone 7 at the time because it was picking up all the audio for a good amount of time. It's just this brief period where everyone else is silent and it's just us talking. It's hard to explain, and I already feel like I'm missing points to explain the experience, but it is what it is. We were both fascinated and terrified about it. It was as if the world and their souls stopped and they decided to focus on us and our conversation. Yesterday, I realized I lost my AirPods. I had sworn I saw a glimpse of it in my handbag the night before, so I didn't worry about making sure that they were still in my bag. I got up in the morning to check that I had everything in my bag and my AirPods weren't there. I remember taking a bunch of stuff out the night before to reorganize my bag, so I searched my room quickly, but I didn't have time to search it well. I couldn't find them. I have a suitcase sitting up against a wall, and I checked under there by lifting it up fully because it was so close to my handbag. If it had fallen, it would likely be under there, but no luck. I go to work and come back. I didn't really bother searching too hard as I had the day off today, so I could just do it in the morning. I searched my car last night and it wasn't there either. This morning, I searched everywhere for it. I checked under the suitcase again, and I lifted it up fully, there was still no sign of it. But immediately after, I walked out of my room and I asked my mom if she had seen my AirPods. She says no. I walk back to my room towards one end to close my wardrobe door, then I walk towards the end with the suitcase. As I'm walking towards the suitcase, I see a white thing peering from underneath. I lift up the suitcase and the AirPods are right there underneath the suitcase. First of all, I just want to say that I enjoy reading these stories and I'm always thinking of the logical explanation, but I also realize that I have a glitch of my own that I can't explain. I'll try to be brief. I went out for a cycle and my route was through a cemetery and the botanic gardens and up through a park to meet a friend. It's a very large cemetery and I was able to cycle through no problem and I hadn't gotten off my bike since I left the house. I had a nice pace going until I took a corner and an old man was on the path, walking away from me. He was walking directly in the center, so I didn't want to get too close and overtake him. This pissed me off a bit that I had to dismount my bike and walk past him. As I was begrudging him in my head, I noticed his fisherman's hat with pineapples on it. I also scoffed at that. But then I asked myself, why the hell was he wearing a heavy-looking wine-colored fleece on such a hot day and to finalize my moaning in my head, I wondered why he was carrying a massive Ikea bag which looks to be holding very little. So I got past him anyway, just near the entrance to the botanic gardens, which were connected to the cemetery. Then I continued to walk for another 60 seconds or so to the exit of the gardens and got back on my bike and took off like I was making up for lost time. I belted maybe a half mile or so up the road and was fast approaching the entrance to the park, which is Griffith Park. It's fenced off with railings, and I came out a bit to the road to see through the railings to see if the area was clear, which it was, and this allowed my pull back in and to make a speedy sharp turn into the park. It was a sharp left and then a sharp right to go from the road to the path inside the park. As soon as I took the right turn, I had to slam on the brakes, as I nearly ran up the back of the exact same man that I had to get off my bike for in the cemetery. I was immediately thinking, are you kidding me, dude? Twice you've gotten in my way. And I looked at him as I was cycling past, and he didn't even notice me or look at me. And I just checked for, one, the pineapple hat, and two, the heavy wine-colored fleece, and yep, that heavy-duty IKEA bag. Yep, I thought to myself, It's that same man getting in my way again. So it started to dawn on me as I was deciding now to take it a bit slower, thinking what route he must have taken to get to where I was so fast. I slowly realized that there was no possible way that he could have gotten there before me. Even if he got in a car and out again, he would still have to walk out of the cemetery or the gardens that I was already past him in. I thought to myself, I'm going to go back and just ask him because... It's baffling, but as I was trying to figure this out, I was getting further from him and closer to my destination. I told my friend when I met him and he brushed it off of course as something logical, even though we both couldn't figure out what happened. The fact that I took careful note of his appearance is the only thing that has me convinced that it was the same man. Not exactly an outfit that would be easily replicated, and my only regret is not going back to confront him. Nicely, of course. I will look for you and I will find you and I will feed you Burger King foot lettuce. All right, so check this out. I'm a 28 year old male and my fiance is a 27 year old female like to go on ghost walks whenever we go on vacations. Most cities have them if you know where to look, and generally, they're pretty cheesy. Some person drags you around, tells you the haunted history of the city, and tries to freak you out. They tell you to take pictures and feel the energy. It's generic and really pretty funny. We like it for a laugh, and it's something fun to do. Boston, Salem, Savannah, Texas, New York... Seriously, we've been all over the US and it never gets old. We recently went to Key West and they have a huge haunted history and a lot of tours, so of course we did one. The tour started out pretty generic, some 20-something girl taking us around with old-time makeup on and showing us the hot spots, Robert, the dollhouse, the graveyard walk, and a haunted bar. My fiance and I laughed the whole time. Last stop was the pirate museum and when we stopped we were already making jokes. We got in the museum and I felt sick almost immediately. My stomach started to roll but I thought nothing of it. The guide started a speech about some people dying there and strange things happening. She was halfway through her story when I felt my head start to pound and I grabbed my fiance's arm because I thought I was going to puke in front of about 20 odd people. She looked at me weird and asked if I was okay, but I couldn't get any words out. I felt like I was choking and the air was gone from my lungs. I nodded at her though and motioned that I was okay because I didn't want to seem stupid. The guide took us to a different room and at that point, I was holding on to my girl for dear life because my knees were about to give out. The floor beneath my feet was shaking and I started to heave. I'd never felt anything like it. The only way to describe it was like having the flu, just a queasy, sick, and uneasy feeling that wouldn't stop. My ears buzzed and my eyes stung, and I was pretty sure I was about to faint. Then I swear on my life, that's when I saw what could only be described as a black shadowy figure standing in the corner of the room, just watching our group. No face, no eyes, no real body, just an inky black figure I opened my mouth to scream and it was just gone, like poof. I left the museum so fast and ran outside. I'm sure everyone thought I was out of my mind. My breath returned to my lungs and I gasped when I got outside. The sick feeling was gone, but my body felt stiff on the way home. I had wild dreams for a while after that about things that would just haunt me. It took me a bit to get over them even after we got home. My fiance pokes fun at me, telling me I was faking and telling stories, but I'll never forget what I saw. I'll never forget that sick, overwhelming feeling. Key West is the scariest place that I've been in in the United States, and I'm sticking to it. So, for Christmas of 2015, My parents decided to take a road trip to Orlando and go to Disney World and Universal Studios. After two days of Disney, we were about ready to go to Universal. I was excited for this since I was a big fan of Jurassic Park back then and I was really hyped to ride the River Adventure Ride. My dad took me in the car to drive somewhere to get some food since there was a mistake on the pizza that we ordered. When my dad started talking, I vomited out of the gate, sounding like this. Hi. Yes. Hello, ma'am. I'll have a cheeseburger with (laughs) After that, I proceeded to vomit more until I went to the ER, and I continued to, and I found out I had the stomach flu. I got my own room and an IV tube into my arm, and I felt like I was too tired to fall asleep. After about 30 minutes of that feeling, I saw a big dark mass materialize out of nowhere. It was in the shape of a human wearing a black jacket with black boots and black pants, but a completely black body with distinct facial features. I was making the pose from the poster of The Thing movie. I kind of just looked at it for a while, thinking my mom had come back, and after a while, I finally fell asleep. It couldn't have been my mom, because she was sleeping on the chair next to me all night. The next day, I was still sick, and I couldn't ride any of the rides, so... I just hung out with my mom as my dad and my five siblings rode all the rides, even the Jurassic Park ride without me. Now, I've learned some things about sleep paralysis to find out what that thing was, but I don't remember being able to move my body, and I remember blinking and moving my arm with the IV tube. Does anybody have any idea what this could have been? So this happened three years ago when I was visiting my family in Arizona with my mom. We were staying at my sister and her husband's new home. It was a fairly large and up-to-date house. There were two floors. The room I was staying in was upstairs and my mom's was downstairs. Since the home was new, there wasn't a lot of furniture. My room consisted of a small mattress in the far corner and had two doors on each side of the opposite corner. One led into an empty walk-in closet and the other was the exit into the hallway. It was quiet and I had a single window that didn't bring in much sunlight. Now, I'm the type of person that likes to sleep with some kind of light on because I don't like complete darkness, but the room only had the ceiling fan light and I decided I was going to sleep in the dark and play Netflix or YouTube videos on my phone for a source of light that could help me fall asleep. Everything was great, except for when it was nighttime. I always felt a little creeped out when I went to sleep, but I just blamed it on me being afraid of the dark. Still, I couldn't shake that eerie feeling that I had whenever I was in that room. About a few days in, I did my normal routine of getting ready for bed and then putting something on my phone to watch. As I was drifting off to sleep, I had this odd feeling that I was being watched. So I kept looking up from my screen and scanning the room, but there wasn't anything or anyone around. I finally fell asleep, but then I woke up abruptly. I figured it was really early in the morning, so I checked my phone to see the time, and it was exactly 3 a.m. I was kind of freaked out, so I turned around to look in the room. My heart sank when I felt that pain that sears through your body when something instantly terrifies you. In the corner, I see this tall, dark figure. The room was already pitch black, but this humanoid thing was somehow even blacker than the darkness itself. I could see the outline. It was as tall as the ceiling, and it had a slim figure. I remember the hands were so large, with these long, skinny fingers. I couldn't see its face, but I could feel it staring at me, unmoving. Man, it makes me... Tear up just thinking about it, not because I'm going to cry, but it was such an intense fear that I don't feel often. The weird part about it, though, is that I didn't scream or anything. I knew it wasn't human, and I don't know how to explain it. It's just that reacting really just felt pointless. I was standing in the corner between the two doors, so escaping wasn't an option either. I just quickly turned around and put the covers over my head. Then I turned on the first video on YouTube and I started praying. It felt like I blinked because then it was suddenly morning. The sun was peering into my room, I turned my head to look at the corner and I saw that there was nothing. Relief washed over me as I figured it was just a dream or some type of sleep paralysis. Except for when I unlocked my phone, YouTube appeared with the replay button on the same video that I clicked when I was hiding under the covers. And then the fear came back as I realized that had actually happened to some extent. My sister came into my room with her two dogs to say good morning and told me to get ready for the day that we had planned. I started getting ready with the door open and the dogs were in the room with me. They both went to the closed closet door and started whining and scratching at it. And that really started to freak me out. So I opened it and peeked inside with my friend on the phone because I was about to pee my pants. There was nothing in there, just an empty closet. I went downstairs to eat breakfast and told my family about it and they thought it was creepy but just really shrugged it off thinking it was just my imagination. My sister said sometimes the dogs would do that to close doors in that house but honestly I felt like they sensed something. I did actually keep sleeping in that room though, nothing more happened and I kept the ceiling light on for a little while at night. It just kind of weirds me out thinking back because I fell asleep so fast and then I felt like I blinked one moment and it was morning. My family jokes about me being abducted by aliens but honestly, sometimes I wonder. I've worked in a fair share of creepy places, but this one takes the top spot. The best way to describe it is an 1800s mansion. The place is huge and very creepy. It's the sort of place where you don't want to be alone in. We were doing some renovations in the building as it was being made into a place for the public to be taken around on tours. And one thing that we had to do was block off a doorway that went into an attic space that was very unsafe. Inside the attic space was a huge circular glass window that you could see the main parking area from. All the while we were there, we all felt like we were being watched and occasionally we would hear a bang from the attic space. We assumed it was coming from another part of the building as there wasn't anything in there that could fall over and we were blocking up the only way into it. We completed the job and loaded our tools into the truck. As we were leaving, I looked up to the building and there was a woman dressed in all white waving at us. So all three of us waved back before realizing she stood dead center in the circular window in the attic that we had just closed off. We all freaked out and looked back up to see nothing was there anymore. In 2006, I stayed overnight with a buddy at a second property that his family had purchased. It was an old farm just on the outskirts of Florin Road and Watt Avenue in Sacramento, California. My buddy's family hadn't moved in and he wanted to spend the night on their property to get a feel for it, he said. The previous owner's husband passed away and she sold the home for cheap. What struck me as odd was that she left all of the furniture and tons of miscellaneous personal property behind, which we discovered later had belonged to her late husband. I told my friend to get rid of all that junk because in my culture, which is Laotian and Thai, we believed it was bad luck to hang on to a deceased person's property. The superstition was that the dead might come back and look for their stuff. On that particular night, I spent the night on the couch in the living room, My buddy was sleeping on the floor next to me i couldn't fall asleep but i heard my buddy snoring loudly and therefore i knew he was in a deep sleep and didn't witness the events that were soon to come as i'm slowly drifting off to sleep i heard the closet door located about a car length from my feet slowly open i knew it opened because it made the creaking noise from when a door swings on a hinge at that point I became fully alert, but I kept my eyes closed. I could hear my heart beating out of my chest. I was laying on my back, and I faced the ceiling. I slightly opened my eyes, and I glanced towards the closet. It was a full moon, so the living room was well lit, and that's when I saw it. A black shadow coming towards me from the inside of the open closet. It had the silhouette of a man and stood approximately seven feet tall, by about two feet wide. It crept towards me and I was so scared I just closed my eyes and I froze in place. I felt paralyzed and I was on the verge of darkening my pants. I kept my eyes closed and I remained still for what felt like five minutes. Then the second half and the most scary part of this paranormal stuff really started happening. The blanket I had draped over me slowly began pulling off my body I could feel parts of my upper torso getting cold as the blanket pulled away from my skin towards my feet. I felt each individual hair on my skin stand because it was so cold. As the blanket continued pulling away and got closer to my feet, I whispered my buddy's name multiple times repeating, Dennis, Dennis, Dennis wake up, something's going on in here. Dennis eventually stopped snoring and said, What is it, man? I'm trying to sleep. After all that, all the paranormal stuff stopped. I wrapped multiple blankets around me and slept in the prone position for the remainder of the night. I never had a more scary paranormal experience. I also haven't been back to my buddy's farm since the incident. Sometimes weird things happen and they just can't be explained. That night still bothers me until this day. I think the event took place sometime shortly after midnight. I thought the couch I was sleeping on was my buddy's, but later discovered it was part of the property that was left behind from the previous owner. I think her late husband came back from the dead to reclaim his couch. When I was around 21, I got divorced from my son's father and moved back home. Me and my son, who was around 15 months old, didn't have any space there, so I was looking to move out ASAP. My best friend's sister just rented a house and was looking for a roommate. So long story short, we ended up moving in with her and her five-year-old daughter. Everything was good at first, then little things would start happening like the lights being on when I thought I'd turn them off The washing machine lit up and not washing clothes, even though I swore I'd closed it. And then one day, I came home from work and my roommate's praying beads were in the mailbox. I asked her why she put them there and she said she didn't, but maybe her daughter somehow did. So some time passes with these little odd occurrences happening. And one night, we decided that we're going to go out. My son is with his dad and she calls her cousin to come over and babysit her daughter and we're telling him about all the strange things that we've noticed, and he said something about not being afraid of no ghosts. I don't know. Right as he said that, a glass that was on the bookshelf flew across the room, and it hit him. So we freak out, and we're broke young single moms at this point who don't want to go back home, and we kind of just push it out of our minds and move on. We decided to get two puppies for our kids, and I swear, you may think I'm lying, but... They never grew an inch while we were there. Then there would be magnets in the sink for no reason. Things started to escalate fast. One weekend when the kids were at their father's house, me and my roommate decided to clean the kids' playroom. It was a wreck, so we cleaned it. The next morning, it was a disaster again. Now, remember, the kids were gone for the whole weekend. At this point, I was scared to come home. One night I was in my bed, she was in hers, and we heard knocking on the windows outside. We both had toxic exes and thought it might be one of them, so we called the police. They came out and said it looked like nobody had been there. We decided it was time to move as much as I didn't want to. I had to move back home when the kids started to get hurt. My roommate's daughter cut herself on a mirror that came out of nowhere. My son fell out of a chair and busted his face. He got really bad nosebleeds out of nowhere. While we were moving, a huge mirror that was anchored into the wall fell and busted me on my back. A lot of things happened in that house. The old man that lived across the street told us that no one ever lived there for long. I'm currently a 21-year-old male, and this happened when I was in elementary or maybe middle school. At the time, it was a common thing for me to stay the night at my grandfather's house on the weekends. Usually nothing weird happened. They used to have this guest room where I used to sleep when I stayed there. It was a pretty regular room, a double bed right in the middle, a big wardrobe on the right wall, and a little table in the corner with a TV on it. But this room also had something special right in front of the bed, there were two long shelves, one above the other, and they were fully occupied by clocks. To give you a number, I think there was probably 20 or so clocks on those shelves. There were many kinds of clocks, old ones, new ones, cheap ones, alarm clocks, and so on. So this specific day goes on and nothing weird happens, but at night... I had an experience that I'll never forget and won't let me sleep with clocks nearby ever again. At night, when every other sound goes quiet, all you could hear in that room was the ticking sound of the clocks, tick, tock, tick, tock. So this night, something woke me up. It was late and at first I thought I was imagining it. The ticking sound of the clocks changed and they no longer made the normal tick-tock sound. Instead, they would make a tick sound, but then the talk sound was replaced with the voice of a man. It was a deep voice saying, talk. It wasn't like someone trying to imitate the sound of a clock, but someone literally saying, talk. So the clocks would make their regular tick sound, and then the voice would say, talk. As I said, at first I thought it was my imagination, so I waited for a moment. I sat down and I hear the man's voice say, talk for some time. When I didn't stop, I tried laying down again and covering my head with a pillow so I wouldn't hear it and I could go back to sleep. But it didn't work, I just heard it a little less. Time passes and it started to frighten me. I started to panic so I decided to exit the room and run to my grandma's bedroom. I started walking to the door but as I got closer, the sound got louder and quicker tick-tock 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 the voice was now yelling every time getting faster and faster i ran and as i got out of the room it all stopped but i didn't stop until i was in my grandma's bed where i told her what happened we prayed together and i slept with her for the rest of the night since this I kept sleeping at my grandma's, but every time we would take the clocks out of the room at night. Since then, nothing similar has happened to me. I've had some other paranormal experiences, even some of them related to clocks, but nothing as frightening as this experience. If someone knows what it could have been, I would love to hear your theories. My friends and I were chit-chatting in the common area at our local hostel one late night. We had just finished our classes on our campus and the next day was declared a holiday for us. We were planning to drop by this new mall that had just opened recently two blocks away from our hostel. Then one of my friends, Maya, tried to scare us by saying that the newly built mall is built above the Japanese soldier burial ground. We didn't take her words seriously as we thought she's always just pulling our legs. We laughed about it and started to scare each other with our own haunted stories. I told one of my babysitting haunting incidents to them and surprisingly, they were spooked out by this incident. But moving on, we wanted to continue our spooky experiences with each other before heading back to our rooms. One of them told about how she saw a female figure sitting below a banyan tree during her teacher's training days. She even described what that figure looked like and how my friend was afraid after looking at her. Just then, one of us wanted to make it scarier. She switched off the lights suddenly and started making funny noises. We jumped out of fear and started to laugh when she switched the lights back on. We were having so much fun when all of us heard boot sounds coming from right outside our common area. They sounded as if they were marching in one direction and coming closer to us. Maya thought the guys from our hostel were practicing their marching, but I wondered why they were practicing their marching at this odd hour of the night. I slowly peeked out of the common area door, which has a small peep window above. I didn't see anyone walking or even marching along the hallway. I looked at my friends and shook my head, indicating that I didn't see anyone outside. Everyone in that common area started to panic and they came closer to me to see if they could see anything that I couldn't. The marching sound was still heard, but there was no one outside our common area at that time. The marching sound came louder and louder until we managed to back up a little from the door out of shock and fear. Then we heard a pair of boots hit the door hard as if that person was kicking the door open. I mustered the courage to look back into that small peep window on the door, and again, I didn't see anyone at the door, but the sound was still being heard clearly. Then it stopped abruptly. We quickly took our things and opened the next window opposite the common area door and jumped out of it without looking back. The window leads us to the other side of the hostel floor hallway. So we had to take the long way back to our rooms. I reached my room and quickly unlocked the door to enter. My heart was thumping hard and I thought it was just a dream as it was my first time experiencing this. I took my bath and headed off to bed that night without thinking about what happened or what I might have heard. The next day, Maya gathered all of us and told us that she had read about our hostel's history. She told us that our hostel was built on the Japanese soldier burial ground. And that was why we could hear the marching boots last night i tried to dismiss her story and not want to be scared anymore but maya showed us some images from her laptop about our hostel and its history so it was true that my hostel was built above the japanese soldier burial ground the seniors in my hostel and campus confirmed it by telling some creepy and really spooky stories about the boot sounds and the voices of Japanese soldiers preparing for war. I had to bear with all of these sounds and voices for three years before completing my degree. Sometimes I was able to see the shadows of the soldiers marching down the hallway. I was hanging out with my friends, Jamie, Brittany, and, uh, let's call her Muriel. We had spent the day together and decided to wrap it up with going to see a movie in theaters. Just as the movie was ending, Jamie got a call from her mom, and the poor woman sounded extremely spooked. She said something was in her house, but that she and Jamie's sister didn't know what it was. She asked us all to come over, and so we left the theater and rushed over to her house. When we got there, I could sense that something was just off. And apparently I wasn't the only one because Jamie, Brittany, and Muriel unanimously agreed that they didn't like the atmosphere in the house either. Jamie's mother told us that she and Jamie's sister, we'll call her Ariel, were just hanging out in the master bedroom and watching some TV when suddenly the family dog, Sammy, started barking seemingly at nothing. They tried to calm him down but he kept staring at the same spot on the wall where the bedroom door and the bathroom section connected. At first, they couldn't see anything, but as they watched, Sammy got out of their grip and ran over to the wall, still barking and now growling too. As he did, a shadow suddenly revealed itself and glided up the wall and into the bathroom where a curtain that had been secured down suddenly shot up with a bang, followed by a whirring sound before finally going silent. That's when they hurried downstairs and her mom called us. They didn't want to be alone there and we didn't blame them. At a loss for what else to do, we all gathered in a circle and started praying. Jamie's mom told us all to not open our eyes until they were done, but I glanced up because I was curious and to this day, I wish that I hadn't. There, in the corner of the living room where we were at, I saw a figure standing there, it was blacker than black, times infinity, like a solid mass that the light just couldn't pierce. It was staring right at me. Scared out of my wits, I immediately closed my eyes and started praying harder, and just like that, the air in the room cleared up. Like the heaviness had been sucked out of it and everyone, including myself, felt lighter. We thought that was the last of it, so we all went out to the front porch to talk and joke around, to try and take the edge off and really process, you know? Everything was fine for a few minutes when, out of nowhere, Sammy started barking like crazy and running down the driveway. I saw the same black figure sort of flying or floating or something down the driveway as Sammy tore after it, and then it just sort of shot up and disappeared sammy stopped barking as soon as it was gone and trotted back over to us tongue lolling tail wagging as if nothing had happened i'm not sure what it was or what happened to it but to this day the memory of that thing whatever it was lurks in the corner of my mind Alright, so check this out. I was in a junior police academy and one of the cops told us about a call that they had gotten a while back. A wife and husband had just recently gotten married and everything was all fine and dandy. They were just working towards the American dream, the house with a white picket fence, three cars, two and a half kids, you know how it is. Anyway, the husband and wife wake up one day and go about their usual routine. The husband kisses his wife goodbye and he heads off for work. Nothing strange, except the wife notices the husband left his glasses, which she knew that he really needed for his work. So she tries calling him, but he doesn't pick up. She figures, ah, what the heck, I'm not doing anything today anyway. So she decides to drop off his glasses to him. His work wasn't that far anyway. So she gets in the car and heads off to her hubby's work, but as she's driving, she sees a car pulled off on a dirt road and she recognizes it. It's her husband's car. She pulls off the main road and down the dirt a little bit to see if she can spot her husband. And sure enough, she sees him standing off to the side of the road a bit. She gets out of her car, calls out his name, and he turns his head to look at her. He lights a match, and then he instantly catches fire. The cops showed us a picture of his body ablaze in the fetal position all charred. They never found out why he did it. I had been alerted to a well-known local philanthropist that turned up dead. These were the days where physician assisted Euthanasia was illegal in most of the developed world. This man, I had known him quite well and he had been suffering from a very serious terminal illness that was going to kill him before his 40th birthday, shattering his family, especially his two young kids. He was always donating to local charities. He gave a struggling single mother $25,000 at Christmas one year so she could pay off her debts, repair her car, buy some food and get presents for her children. An autopsy had determined that he had been murdered. It was an intentional overdose of morphine. The health authority and department of justice wanted us to investigate and bring the person who essentially murders him to justice. We chalked it up that there was no way we could ever determine who it was that killed him. Years later, His wife sent our department a letter saying that she gave her husband the lethal dose to put him out of his misery. And honestly, I wish I'd never known. We get a call that a body has been found inside of an apartment. We arrive at the apartment, located in a nicer part of town, only to find that it's empty There's no furniture, there's only the deceased who rented the place and a few personal belongings. He was fairly young, maybe in his mid to late 20s maybe, and he looked to be in decent enough shape. There were no signs of a struggle except for a small drop of high velocity blood splatter on the wall behind him and no apparent injuries to the guy at all. When the medical investigator arrived and did her examination, she found a small, she found a small round hole in the base of his head near the bottom of his hairline. It looked like a smaller hole than what you would think a 22 would leave and there was no bleeding, not even after moving the body. None of the neighbors heard any noise the previous night nor had any of them seen him in several days. Nothing appeared overtly suspicious about this case at all. I tried to follow up on it after, but it was all but forgotten due to current cases. I never found out what was up with that hole in his neck or what made it. The last that I heard, it was still unsolved and classified as unexplained. I was working the dispatch desk one night around 11 o'clock and I received a call from a resident that stated he had just seen six diamond-shaped objects fly over his house at only a couple of hundred feet, making no noise, and had mirrors of thousands of lights glowing from underneath. No big deal, I think. Just another crazy calling in, but he prefaced this whole call by saying, Listen, I'm not nuts. I know you get calls from crazy people, but I'm not one of them. I have this on video and my whole family saw it." He gave me their approximate height, their travel direction, and the times. It was weird and it did sound crazy, but there was something about it that sounded, I don't know, different. So I decided to dispatch someone out and check this guy out and more importantly, to see the video. So the officer goes out, he sees the video, and he writes up his report. He comes back to the station and I jokingly say as soon as he walks in, so how crazy are they over there? And with a straight face, he says, that was something. I had to then call the nearest military airbase and ask to speak to a supervisor at their flight control center. I gave her the time and area that had occurred and she stated that nothing had been in that grid for hours. Then feeling like a complete smacked ass, I had to tell them that I had to report a UFO. They took the information and I faxed them a copy of their report and they said that they would look into it. I didn't think anything of it for two years, since we only got that one phone call and I hadn't heard anything about it. Sure enough though, two years later, I had a friend going through countywide training who called me and asked if I had been the one who had dispatched that call. When I said yes and told him the story, he explained that at his training, they had gone over how to handle unusual events and calls, and that my dispatch had been played and he recognized the voice. He told me that later that night, that exact report was called in over six times throughout the county in various areas. To this day, I have no idea what those lights were, and the investigation was out of our hands." I worked for a university police department. One night we had a call about some kids that were messing around in one of the old shut down dorms that they were in the middle of renovating. Me and my buddy, we get there and we start searching the building. It was just three stories, so it didn't take us long to find these kids trying to have what I guess you would call is a ghost hunt. They were on the third floor of the building in an old dorm with cameras and stuff so i asked what they're doing and they said that there was a story about a girl who met her demise in the dorms and they wanted to record her voice on tape neither my buddy nor i believe in ghosts so we just laughed at them. i started calling in their information while my buddy was walking around the hall outside and suddenly we hear this blood-curdling scream coming from down the hall My buddy goes to check it out and I ask the kids if they had another friend and they told me no. I call for my buddy on the radio, but he doesn't answer. So I grab the kids and we go down the stairs opposite of where my buddy had gone and I get them outside. I tried calling my buddy again once I got the kids outside but he didn't answer. So I went in to look for him. I kept all the kids IDs just in case they decided to book it. I found him on the first floor, shining his flashlight down into the basement. When I walked up on him, he just looked at me and he said, I heard footsteps down there. I told him that we should go search it together and he told me no and that he had just been down there and there was no one. We got outside and called for backup because my radio didn't work in the building and we got a couple more guys to search the building and they didn't find anything either. It still creeps me out, just to even think about it. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com bundle. USAA. Restrictions apply.